People, uh, glad to see you. Thanks. <laughs> We're going to start with uh, a question, which means you have to chat with each other. I know some of you don't like doing that. <laughs> some of you really do. The question is, what will you not take at a salad bar? What will you not take at a salad bar? Chat. Spinach. Yeah. It's just weird. What's your thing, A raw spinach? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like head lettuce. I'll do all of that, but just if it's laying there, it's like. <laughs> oh, I did. And we had spinach with crumpled crackers in it. Jessica, what's yours? Eggs? Ryan? Eggs. All right, for how many of you, uh, it was pickled beets? All right, for how many of you was it eggs? Oh, Ryan, you have company. Jessica, there we go. Excellent. Uh, other random things. Blue cheese. Oh, my gosh. Escort that person out of chapel. No, just kidding. Uh, great. Uh, what was yours, Scott? Uh, mine was mostly any of the vegetables that I would rather have warm, like oh. cheese or broccoli. Vegetables. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Off the island. Hmm. John, what was yours? Garbanzo beans. Anchovies. Chris, the question is, what don't you ever take at a salad bar? Garbanzo beans. You got company. Until you mix it up and then it becomes hummus. Okay. Add garlic. Whew. Now you know who you're worshiping by. This is Nicole. She's our preacher for the day. This is Don, our soloist. Uh, Ryan, assistant with worship. Jessica on the bench. You all to provide uh, prayer and praise and thanksgiving to the glory of God. And then there's this thing afterwards, which is why a number of you are here today. <laughs> Need I say more? With that, let's stand for our opening responsory. <clears throat> Come. Come, let us worship and bow down. He is our God. Away the burden of our worldly passions. 
instill in our hearts the hope of a life to come, wherein our greatest reward has been Are you one of those people? I guess I should say, are you one of my kind of people? The worriers. Let's all admit it. Raise your hand if you find yourself to be a bit of a worrier. Okay, for those of you without your hands raised, I have worries for you. So let's meet after. Whether it was from when I was a kid that I was worried about if we would have enough gas in the car to get to a particular destination, or now where I feel like my fears have graduated to new and fun heights, I find plenty to worry about. Maybe you share some of these worries. Worries about finances or a future, worries about grades or family and friends or world peace or the environment and finding a job or a career, health, the world. We have no shortage of things to worry about. Worries, not aspirations or dreams, but those worries, the kind of thing that can consume our every thought, can um, leave us with waking moments, but mostly sleepless nights. I love when people try to offer words of comfort, like, oh, don't be such a worrywart, because that seems to help. <laughs> My favorite thing is then now I start to picture myself covered in warts for each worry I've had. And suddenly I have a new thing to be worried about. <laughs> but Psalm 23 this morning offers verse 1b, I shall not want. I shall not want. And sure, I can recognize that God has taken care of me and surely in those days will take care of me and you too. But I still find myself kind of bargaining, thinking about how I can justify and spin myself silly worrying about the things that I need and that others need and that I want and others want and somehow thinking I'll achieve something through this worrying. And yet the psalmist writes, I shall not want. So I have to sit in that. And I love chapel services like this where we have some time just to sit with those words and hopefully to find a way not to feel like they're kind of judgy. Because when I hear this, I feel a little bit of conviction, like I want all the time. So if Jesus is saying, or if God is saying to me through the text this morning, I shall not want in those times, how do I rest in that comfort of that place? Well, first it's by realizing that it's not a declaration about me. Surprise, surprise, the Bible isn't about me. <laughs> the Bible isn't telling me that, okay, you know, you just need to not want, and then I'll just will myself into that sort of world of success. But rather, it's about a trust in a God who provides, and a God who leaves me with enough, and often more than enough. So we're challenged in a way this morning to hear that this text isn't about us, and that the words of comfort that have brought many a people comfort in the words of Psalm 23, that we can hear these words that God provides, and we have no need for worry. Other translations say, I lack nothing, or I will never be in need. I shall not want. With these words of assurance, why do we worry, and what do we hope to accomplish? Worry tends to leave us paralyzed by our fear or our concern, whether well-intended or not, 
And then we get focused inward in an unhealthy way where we miss out on the world around us. So it's easy. We just have to stop worrying. People have told me that. Oh, you just stop worrying. Oh, is that it? Okay, so if I stop worrying, then that looks like to me like ignorance. If I just ignore the world around me, then I could stop worrying. Or if I'm completely reckless, then I could stop worrying, which I'm incapable of doing. So I've learned that I have to replace worry with something. So I heard this story about a speaker who showed a group of people, not unlike you, a glass and said, I need to get the air out of this glass. And so he shook it up and down and he uh, tried to pour it out and still the air remained. And it wasn't until he took a picture, a pitcher full of water that the air was forced out, replaced by something that was even more valuable. And he said, That the key isn't that we're able to remove worry from our lives by trying to simply remove it or forget about it, but we push it out by replacing it with something else, something more life-giving, something more sustaining for each one of us. A reminder that we can spend all that time and energy and maybe a little bit of nervous energy towards doing something for others, caring for others because we know surely we are cared for. Not lacking in anything, where do we go from here? We turn to our neighbors, we turn to one another, and we turn to a world that is surely in need. Confidently trusting in God's provision for each one of us, we're able to open our eyes and see that there are opportunities around us. Opportunities that need a little bit of energy. We can move from acting out of scarcity and fear and worry to a place of abundance, a place of promise, a place that is surely God's. May God continue to show us God's faithfulness to our provision and help us to think beyond ourselves to greater things. We thank God this day and always, knowing that we have been given so much and now we can pour ourselves into our neighbors and to our friends and to our family and to a world that is surely in need. Amen. Whoever you are, wherever you find yourself on the journey of faith, please know that you are most welcome here in this sacred space. We especially hope that you will join us after the service. There are three food trucks outside. We have the taco truck, Epic Tacos, uh, Dogtown Dogs, and the pudding truck. If you are joining us for the first time this summer, then you should know that our theme for Summer Chapel is Psalm 23, where week after week we explore the various petitions found in that great psalm. We especially thank Reverend Nicole for being here today and leading us in devotion. Another thing that we are doing is exploring different translations of the psalm. Today's comes from the Wycliffe Bible, which was the first attempt at a vernacular translation of Psalm 23. The Lord governeth me, and nothing shall fail to me. In the place of pasture, there he hath set me. He nourished me by the waters of refreshing. 
he transformed my soul. He led me forth on the right paths for the sake of his own name. For though I go in the midst of the shadow of death, I shall not dread evils, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, those have comforted me. Thou hast made ready a board in my sight against them that trouble me. Thou hast made, my fa- thou hast made fat mine head with oil, and my cup that filleth greatly is full clear. And thy mercy shall follow me in all the days of my life, and that I dwell in the house of the Lord into the length of all my days.